Hi everyone and welcome to Common Thread. I'm Nena, a Ghanaian Nigerian with a passion for words and moving images. And I'm Yamini, an Indian with a deep interest for all things at the intersection of pop culture and social justice. Hey Yams. Hi. Um, another week. <laughs> how are you doing and how have you been taking care? I'm doing great. Uh, how have I been taking care of myself? Well, it's been kind of a little bit chaotic, but I've realized that I think in the last year, we've all just been uh, so inactive. Well, I've just been so inactive because all of the like little things that you do all day, like the, the little, bit, little movement, you know, going from place to place, all of those things had come to a complete standstill. So I've generally been just generally more active. So if I can take the stairs, I take the stairs. If I can kind of walk to a place, I walk there. Um, if I want something and it's in the other room with my mom, I don't yell and be like, when you come this way, can you get this? I actually get up and go get it. So stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not a lot, but I feel like the fact that I can do those things means that we're a little bit closer to normal life. So that's been my thing. Mm-hmm. How about you? Nice. Um, so here we had like... It was very wintry for a week or two, like minus 13 wintry with snow, which hasn't happened for like the past 15 years. And then suddenly the week after we had like a heat wave and it got very sunny and like 20 degrees Celsius. So I took advantage of that and I would run in the mornings. Um, also because I have asthma, so I can't, I haven't been able to run for months when it's very cold. So it's like, oh, it's sunny. I can run now. Um, so I was running some mornings every other morning. Um, yeah. And in general, like, I think that made a huge difference in my week. One, I had started one of these like 5k training things in the fall and I had to stop. So I was able to finish the final week in this like, um, hot week we had. Um, and then also because I spend so much time on my computer on Zoom preparing for classes and having classes, etc. It was also nice to do that in the morning because then the rest of the day, even though I was sitting down, I, I didn't really have to worry about, oh, I haven't left my apartment today. At least I knew, okay, in the morning I went out. Um, so yeah, that's been like, I don't even know if I should call it running because I'm not that fast, maybe just jogging. Um, but that's been a really good like thing. Um, that I did this week that made me happy I mean that's just amazing I I as you know do not understand running like I skip like something in my evolutionary system skip that gene I don't have it I know it's supposed to be there in like fight or flight syndrome so like if I'm being chased by a tiger or something I'm supposed to run but I feel like even in that situation I would probably just lie down and play dead like that would be more instinctive for me than running so i can't believe you run uh especially when you're as you just said you're asthmatic that's insane but that's fabulous yeah i'm i'm very impressed it's i can only do it like i don't understand people who run in the winter and i i don't understand and i respect people who run without music i think for me it's also then just like an opportunity to listen to my favorite album um yeah, and I guess a quick way to move around before I, I go back into endless Zoom. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, I would say that if I had to run without music, no. I just, it's, I don't think it's an option, yeah, to be very honest no, with you. No, yeah. it's, it's not. Um, but speaking of running, and this is my attempt at a segue, um, <laughs> because <laughs> we wanted to talk today about Namaste Wahala, which kind of begins with these oh yeah it does nice well done well done Didi and Raj like preparing you see them in the morning their shots of their different rooms um and they're wearing their shoes and their outfits and then they go running on the beach um yeah and bump into each other and fall in love blah 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 um we'll get into it but yeah in general like this movie came out on valentine's day i think two weeks ago um namaste wahala it's supposed to be like a nollywood bollywood crossover um, which seemed perfect for us and so (laughs) even though we had seen some like less than favorable tweets about it we decided we would watch and check it out so yeah i mean first of all what did you think about the the film what was your overall impression 
I mean, <laughs> I, well, I start, well, we, we went back to like tell our, our now eight listeners, uh, we went back and forth as to whether we were going to do an episode on it. I mean, initially when you told me, I was like, this is, this is literally meant for us. Like we have to watch this. We have to talk about it. And then I think I watched maybe a little bit of it before you did and you'd seen the reviews. And I, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to love it. I, I know, actually, that's not true. I didn't know what to expect. I was like, just the fact that there was kind of going to be this Nollywood Bollywood. I was like, okay, maybe they'll do something and it'll be like fabulous. But um, it's, uh, I have a lot of feelings about it, but I mean, it's, I like the fact that it exists, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah. But say more. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, well, you can speak to, I, would, I have a lot of questions about what Nollywood films are like in general, but I have a, like, have a sneaky feeling that in many ways it's not that different from Bollywood. Um, I think Bollywood, of course, is, uh, is generally known, I mean, as a genre is known for having over-the-top outfits and lots of music. I mean, that, that is what you know about it, correct? Correct, <laughs> but I, I have thoughts about the music because I was completely, like, I did not see the singing coming. Really? Um, because I don't think that's as much a Nollywood thing to have people, like, break out into song and dance. I was just like, whoa. And I was like, okay. And then I was with it. But it, like, it took me, it took me aback a bit. <laughs> but you continue. <laughs> yeah, I, that's so funny. I, I didn't know. So I, I, I wasn't, like, surprised by it. But I wasn't sure if they were going to bring that element of Bollywood in or if they were trying to go for more of, like, a, you know, like, these indie fusion kind of films where i mean it's definitely not an indie let's be clear about that but kind of like these weirdly international films so they like have a lot they like uh kind of try to give you this perspective on it without a lot of like the more um corny bits of a particular industry so i wasn't sure if that was going to happen and it also seemed a little bit clear to me like that the indian uh actors were knew exactly how to like play to the camera when those those bits were going on <laughs> it was it was kind of, it was really funny it was really funny um i mean i was amused by the movie i was a little confused because it, the i mean the storyline the just from like a yeah let's just talk about it even just like generally as a film like leaving aside kind of what it means and like the nollywood bollywood aspect i mean as a film like the entire narrative just it changed every two minutes. Um, I, it, the pace was like all over the place. I have never been to Nigeria, but like it wasn't in terms of dialogue and all of that didn't seem realistic at all. Um, <laughs> the acting was, I mean, I don't know. Okay, let, let's hear. What do you have to say about Nollywood? Like give, give our listeners a kind of like a background on Nollywood. I mean, I'm also like not at all an, a Nollywood expert. Actually, when I was little, I hated Nollywood films um, because my my impression is that they were all like super moralistic. Like there would be stories about maybe a woman marries this man and then there's like drama with her and her mother-in-law. Um, and then it turns out like there was... So when I felt like it was always like women fighting women and there was always this like somebody is a witch and then they go to a priest <laughs> who prays for them and then Jesus like saves everything. Um, so there was, <laughs> it's like definitely heavy on the like, or recently I should say, not always, but recently heavy on the like, christian moral values oh, and interesting um, etc but i know i know people who are more fans of nollywood than i am have pointed out also how even though it may not have been intended that way in the construction of like women who were difficult or spoiled or etc um that that was also something that they then aspired to and shaped their understandings of like womanhood and so there are these accounts on twitter that then have like nollywood memes and it's usually from the female characters and the things that they would say to men um or to each other so yeah it's 
It's it's interesting. I'm not an expert on Nollywood. Um, and I was trying to think about the ways in which this film was like giving me Nollywood versus giving me something else. Um, overall, though, I would say my impressions of the film, it's not the most original storyline. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I wanted to be, I think there was potential for it to be like, I was excited that it was a Bollywood Nollywood crossover. Um, it, the story could have gone in so many different ways, but then it just ended up being this like basic boy meets girl. They want to get married. Their families don't agree, which could have happened in any culture. Um, so I feel like the storyline was not like the greatest, but for what it was, then I guess the execution was okay. It was decent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're being so much nicer than I am. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, I just like didn't, I, I felt like the plot, I mean, now just talking about it as a film, like the plot, it, they, they could have made like, for example, the, when the boy meets the girl's parents or vice versa. Oh, by the way, we should say spoiler alert, I feel. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. If you're and it's on your list, (laughs) maybe wait till you're done watching it before you listen to this because I'm about to get into plot details. But um, yeah, like there was nothing they could have made those so much more interesting. They could have even like added in a little bit of comedy in those spaces that could have been Mm -hmm. uh could have been kind of like because they clearly weren't trying to get into the depth of why the families were so upset about the, the two. No. Yeah, they don't discuss that at all. Like, if you watch the film and you, like, didn't know anything about either of the cultures, you would, or, like, have any perspective on why um, the families would be upset, you would just assume that Raj, the, that's the, the Indian male character, that his mother had a problem with Didi. Uh, the Nigerian girl who's the love interest uh, because she couldn't cook Indian food like that was like legitimately like it, it wasn't that that was being used as a way for her to express why she was actually upset about it it just seemed that that was genuinely what it she was, ab- was upset that. about yeah 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 there is yeah. yeah and I also just like sorry for no no but just that cooking scene also oh I was just was gonna say so that yeah frustrating yeah for me to watch um there yeah there was some like moments in the film where i felt like there were also there was all sorts of patriarchal madness going on so one of them <laughs> just <was> a like, bit <laughs> <laughs> i feel like there there could have been ways to demonstrate yeah this tension between the two cultures and between like his mother and his girlfriend but the fact that it went to food so there's this scene where they both um he's raj goes out to work and then Didi and Raj's mother are both in the kitchen um, and there's tension because they're both cooking and then he comes home and he sits down and they both put like a bowl of something they've cooked in front of him and are both piling his plate and so that's like how they're showing that he's caught between the two and it was just I don't know it was the most basic it was ridiculous <laughs> it was the most it basic was ridiculous. thing that we're going to like fighting yeah. over a man's affection through food in I don't know. And then also, this is not the food scene, but like later when the mother makes a comment, somebody's mother, Didi's mother makes a comment to her friend about like nobody buys a cow in the Oh my God. Food. Yeah. So, I mean, this and the food thing, it just, there were, I understand that in both our societies there is patriarchy, but since in film you can make a new world, sometimes I like, I want a cinema that doesn't reproduce the madness. So yeah, um, I interrupted you, but this is my aside on like these yeah, things that frustrated yeah. me in the film. Well, I think that it's one thing to show the patriarchy, but then um, what's important is kind of like the reaction to it. The film, like that's where messaging comes in, right? Like when um, Dee Dee's mom, she goes to her best friend's house, her best friend Angie's house, and is looking for Dee Dee. And obviously Dee Dee isn't there. She's with her boyfriend. And it's clear that Angie has like a guy over who's like calling for her. And then her mother is like actually looking for Didi, but decides to like tell Angie that, you know, at some point you're going to have to stop. I think the words were stop all this frolicking. Um, And, you know, because no one's going to uh, buy the car if they can get the milk for free. 
And the in in that space, I given everything we've seen about Angie, who plays the best friend character to Didi, who's like always out and about, very extroverted, has tons of boyfriends. Everything we know about her character, she should have turned around and been like, "Are you joking?" Like I, I, she would have said something glib or she would have told her mother to mind her own business or she would have made a joke but her response to that yeah. was to look appropriately ashamed of herself and mm. that is where messaging comes in because that's why you're saying that actually the film is directing you in a certain way and saying that you know you should th- what her mom is saying is absolutely true that you know so that's where that aspect of it came in and then the other part yeah, that was absolutely. yeah yeah the uh, sorry the other part that was like very absurd on the whole patriarchal thing was dd's father wanting her to marry one of the lawyers in his firm so that he could then have a son-in-law who was a lawyer who he could pass the entire firm and business on to and then it takes the mother-in-law coming and telling dd's father that i don't understand why you want her to marry a lawyer because she's a lawyer and she just beat you at this case and she could take over your firm and then he's like whoa that just has never occurred to me occurred <laughs> never mind the absurdity of the case that was fought the fact that the mother-in-law who had been, who was basically like hated dd 8 seconds before that saying she was the most brilliant person or the father only realizing this specific possibility right now the forget the absurdity of those three things like i was just like which is hard yeah exactly it's hard it's hard to like yeah exactly engage with the film that way yeah yeah no i mean and and also just okay back to what you said about how quickly it changed the pacing the pacing was strange and i almost wonder if it could have been different if they had just focused on like one thing instead of the other because the film gives us like they meet they fall in love then they meet the parents then their conflicts with the parents then they get married it just seemed like a lot yeah um maybe it's possible maybe there are films that do all of those things um but i wonder if maybe they could have just already started with them being a couple and focus on like then they go and meet the parents and get married etc you know um Yes. Or they could have they could have just focused on the meeting and dating. They could have just focused on meeting the parents. They could have just focused on like the ma- marriage or the wedding itself. I don't know, but it was it was doing too much. And on then also with this thing about this case, she was fighting at work with her dad and blah blah. Yeah, it was it was a lot. No, but I now now that you say that, I understand what happened with the pacing. So the structure of like the plot was very much built like a Bollywood film but I but Bolly yeah. yeah but Bollywood films are like 3 and a half hours long on average Yeah I mean Nigerian movies also and Nollywood movies are they're like there's like part 1 part 2 part 3 Oh okay so it could have worked if she had done so it's normal to have a movie that's it's 2 hours but it's in like many parts so it could have also worked Yes, all, most that. a lot of like original like typical Bollywood films have a built-in intermission. So the they'll cut it at a specific point mm-hmm. and the screen will say intermission and not because the theater has like imposed one. And then actually what happens in Indian cinemas is that when you're watching like an English film, they like literally cut it at the halfway mark which might be when the character is literally speaking. So it'll be, they'll be like and you ca-! and the f- screen will like freeze. and it'll be like intermission so people can go to the bathroom and like get popcorn it's it's because this is something that's built into bollywood films because they're so long so the pacing was probably completely off because it was trying to have all the tip- typical markers of a bollywood and nollywood film and trying to like mm-hmm. fit it into what netflix would deem an appropriate amount of time because you're absolutely right if they did the film like for example like meet the parents where they're already a couple and you see them being a couple and then like discussing how they're potentially going to meet each other's families it would be completely different yeah. right yeah you're absolutely like like yeah. Uh, yeah. i don't know if you've seen uh, Cra- crazy rich asians which is exactly what they yeah what they do where the couple is already has been a couple for a while and then the entire film is about when the the parents meet so to speak so yeah yeah, yeah. i think that would have yeah 
either they had chosen one struggle to focus on or then given us the three parts. But I mean, I also get it in, I was trying to find some information about the director, um, whose name is Hamisha Dayani Ahuja. And she like wrote, directed and produced it, which is amazing. Um, and I acted in find it. Much, but I think it, yeah, and acted yeah. in it, yeah. yeah. I couldn't find much, but I think it's like her first film. So I'm also hoping that like with this already under her belt, then maybe she can have more control or power or influence in the next films. And so maybe wouldn't have to like fit it for Netflix in this way. Yeah. Um, and, I, yeah. and if I, I also looked, obviously, like both of us would, are big researchers. I also looked it up and she, I think, was like a, she's a businesswoman and she's an Indian Nigerian businesswoman and I can just see even her character in the film um, she's not acting like it was very clear that she was a non-actor she's just kind of and it says that she's based this on her own life experiences being Indian having grown up and lived in Nigeria and running a business there and you could see I feel like you could see the markers of that and I think that she was just like very desperately trying to put something across that was like listen this is this is actually how it should be. And, they, you know, I don't know. I got that. I, I definitely got that uh, sense from her, which I think is kind of great. But her conversation with Raj's mom was kind of terrible. I mean, I know it was really well-intentioned, but that scene was also, like, cringeworthy. Wait, describe the scene so people can know a bit more about <laughs> so, so, the, so this is, this is a character of Leila who plays Raj's cousin um, and who works with Didi. So she, she actually inadvertently introduces them to each, each other after they've like seen each other on the beach and fallen in love. Um, because classic. And uh, she then, mm-hmm. I don't know, and I, I kept waiting for this to happen where she would like step in and go and speak to her aunt and be like, why, you know, she was friends with Didi. She knew about the relationship. She supported it. Anyway, so towards the end, when it's like comes to the point where the parents have to be like won over, she goes to her aunt, who is Raj's mom, and says that, you know, I don't know why you are standing in the way of this. Like, let them be together, etc. Except the way she convinces her mom. And I want to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that in that situation, that's probably the best way to convince someone who has these pre-existing like racist beliefs or whatever it is like I guess if she was trying to convince her she managed to even if the way she convinced her was terrible but she she essentially told her that don't worry like if you're worried that the girls here aren't the same as the girls in India you don't have to worry about that they can make homes for their husbands and they can cook and oh and also they are also professionals so they're not that that was kind of cool she was like they're lawyers they're doctors I mean, that was really not what the mom was objecting to. But then she says, and they can make homes for their husbands. And they're not dif- any different from Indian girls, which clearly worked for the mother in this film. Um, and I guess would be yeah. the approach you would take if you wanted to convince uh, someone like the mother's character. But yeah, that, that conversation, I was, that was not fun. I, I was... No, I'm thinking about it in terms of also like what she said, which I think is a fantastic point about if you're going to show something, then show the reaction. So then I think that's also another case where it could have been shown as like, okay, she knows and this is something she's yes to like get the mother to try and not be as antagonistic. But again, it was just kind of left there as like, as a fact is like oh yeah, yeah. they also make homes yes and and the music is <laughs> yeah. indicative of that because you you you'll get what the movie is actually which direction it's pointing you in because the music played will be like oh the truth finally honesty music not like mm-hmm. oh let me just say what i need to say mm-hmm. to get her on board because they could have she, she could have shown a conversation with raj later on being like i dealt with your mom like don't worry i told her what she needed to hear and you know you'll figure it out yeah, yeah. 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 Or like, I don't know, being like, okay, this is what she's interested in. This is what she cares about. Let's appeal to her. But it just kind of leaves that as, yeah, as the fact. <laughs> um, I was thinking, though, when you said, I don't know if I should say this. I was thinking when you said about like the director being a business person, did you watch the end credits? Yeah, I did. I did. Where there's this like spoken word yes. about happiness. Yes. And- Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, I had, wait, before, I have two questions for you. 
The first is there. Okay. There is a scene. Actually, it's a scene I really enjoy because um, they're really well dressed in that scene, and they look. They actually look like they're having a lot of fun, and it's not choreographed. And it's a scene when Raj, Didi, Angie, and what is uh, Raj's best friend's name? Ema. Is it Ema? I don't remember. Okay, it's like spelled E M M A. I think it's pronounced Ima. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Ima, yeah. yeah. The four of them like go out for drinks because they're like Raj and Didi are being really down, and the two of them are like, okay, we need to go out and dance, and they're like drinking and they're dancing. Um, and then there's some there's someone who comes in a yellow jacket, and he's very clearly a celebrity. Oh, who they're hugging? I don't even know who that oh, was. Oh, okay. To be honest. Okay. I did not even recognize that person. Okay. Sorry to that man. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking about about that scene and some of the others because, like, there was so much product placement. Yes, I was just going to bring this up. <laughs> the Coca-Cola. The Coca-Cola, all the locations they were going to in Lagos, they would show us, like, okay, Hard Rock Cafe, this place, that place. Yes. I mean, I guess it helped with fundraising for the film that they, they like... Yeah, I got that sense, yeah. Because they have, like, the special yeah. thanks at the end as well. And they named a lot of locations, and I didn't see the product placement as much with the locations, which probably you would because it's a place you know. But I, the Coca-Cola placement was unreal. Like in the, in the, when they were sitting in Lela's like office, you can see the Coke bottle with the glasses. They're both having the same drink. It's in your, literally in your. And then they do this crazy thing where they have a dialogue about the product, which like doesn't actually fit anything. Where uh, Raj's mom like has like an argument with Raj's dad over the phone. And then uh, something, everything's different or something about Nigeria. And then she like puts the phone down and she drinks from her Coke bottle. Like it's like the old fashioned glass ones. And she's like, at least this is the yeah. same. And I was like, this, this looks like an ad. Like if you had clipped this, it was an ad. It's an ad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like the, the, the parts, like going back to our favorite scene, the cooking scene was also an ad. Because, um, okay, if it's like if we take it for what it was supposed to be that they were fighting it was a culture clash manifesting through cuisine what did you cook for raj was nothing nigerian she was cooking him like basically ramen. yes i was just gonna say it's the indian version of maggie or ramen for you know our non yeah like our western friends yeah i mean you can argue you can argue that indomie like has been in nigeria for a while and that it has become a nigerian dish okay I, i will take that argument but then they didn't really even focus on like how she cooked it. It was just like, okay, she's cooked indomie. And then there's the part where the mother then opens his, um, is looking for ingredients. Yeah. So the mother's like, what are you cooking? My son doesn't like this. And then Didi's like, what are you talking about? Raj loves indomie. And the mother doesn't believe it. And at some point she's looking for ingredients and she opens one of his like, kitchen cupboards. And she realizes that it's completely full with all of these packs of, of indomie, of ramen. That also felt like a product placement. I'm not sure yet because I didn't recognize the packaging. Maybe it's a new one, but... Oh, I remember I it. Know. Yeah, I, like, I remember it distinctly. So, like, yeah. I now know what that is. If I was curious, I would go buy it <laughs> for sure. And because I could see it, it was like the blue. And I don't mean to... I, I, maybe we'll get some free yes. into me from this. Um, but uh, <laughs> it was blue and purple. And, like, I knew that she was making instant noodles because... I think she actually cooked it because she put it in the water and she like cut the packet which has the masala and I was like oh this is Maggie yeah. that you're making like it's the same yeah, yeah it's a version of that you're absolutely right yeah that was yeah it was really funny of all the things she could have cooked I mean I I get it though like raise your money for the film however you have to raise yeah money. but yeah it made for an interesting viewing experience and especially for locations um yeah like Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a flex to have Hard Rock Cafe. But that also felt like an ad. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you feel that in, I mean, how did you, like, could you tell where it was? Like, for someone who has been there, who is familiar with the city, did it look like the city at all? Like, did it, or did it, was it just kind of like, could have been anywhere at, like, a bunch of random hotels? No, it couldn't have been anywhere. I feel like it was also like very, it was a specific Lagos that this film was showing us, right? Yes. So it was specifically like 
the island and like all of the very bougie places that only the like super rich right. people like live in or can afford to go to or hang around in. Um, so that was also interesting. I mean, I guess it's it's a part of Lagos that people focus on when they're trying to look, I don't know, like posh or good enough for the outside so i can see why this was like where she where she focused on for netflix i mean it's um, also i don't know if you're familiar go, go ahead no i was just i sorry to interrupt i was just gonna say it's it's also the world she probably grew up in like it was she was very much yeah. doing what she knows like if she is a, a a businesswoman in like an indian nigerian businesswoman i feel like that was probably the space that she was most comfortable That's in her. yeah that's her space, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely her milieu. Um, but then then it wasn't like then I didn't get it because if that's your milieu, this like very high class, like um very western focused Nigeria, then making a film in which these high class people have a culture class. Yeah. Uh yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, there are, there is something. Then it has to be complicated. Yes, yeah, you're absolutely. I was just gonna say that I think that it a hundred percent exists, but the the manifestation of it can be very different. Whereas I felt the manifestation of it was like very um, basic. You're you're right. Like the word is, it would have been more complicated than that. Like it would have existed. Yeah. But I mean, the assumption being that the the father, this one's uh, Didi's father, who has like a law firm. And it's like dealing with all these. He would have definitely interacted and, you know, spent enough time, I'm assuming, with members of the, the Indian community in Nigeria and would have had enough exposure for that not to be. Uh, or not, yeah. or well, he wouldn't have like necessarily framed it the way he did. Am I right about that? I don't know. He wouldn't have framed it that way at all. I think then he could have still had the lawyer thing. Right. But he wouldn't, like, it was that he was a lawyer and that he wasn't Nigerian. I think that those people, like, two things are possible. It, they wouldn't be attached to, like, having a Nigerian husband okay. necessarily. Okay. They might be opposed to having an Indian husband because of their interactions with Indian community in Nigeria. Right. Or they might also then prefer somebody from, like, the same ethnic group. That's also debatable. Or you could also have, because it's from this, like, milieu that's very, like, pro outside and sees that as a form of social and cultural capital then possibly even for the father or the mother it could have been a good thing because there are people like there are people from that class who are very proud of having foreign ancestors usually like white foreign ones right there's still a sense in which like with the racial hierarchy it would have been a bit more complicated um so if it's that it's these super rich people um from like these very elite spaces of lagos then them freaking out just because it's an indian like it would have been a lot more complex than that right wow yeah i i I mean uh i don't know if you want to answer this but i was just wondering if you know what the what the general maybe stereotypes or perspective and i'm asking this because it's based the film was based in nigeria but what the stereotypes or perspectives are of the indian community in Nigeria or Ghana like if you are aware of that at all mm, I don't know I mean I don't I don't feel confident confident right. enough to say like definitively um I would say that there are two different stereotypes so there's one about like Indian community at home and then there's one about Indian community generally because a lot of people are watching like Bollywood shows yeah. and movies um so like in the past few years one of the um biggest shows in Ghana was Kunkumbaja, this like Indian show. So there's the, there's the sense in which from pop culture, it is like glorified in the same way that Hollywood is. Um, and then there's the sense in which people have had adverse experiences um, from adverse like racist experiences from Indian communities. So like being excluded from places or there are a lot of businesses that will be owned um, by owners who are Indian that mistreat their workers. Um, oh, wow. So um, I think this is not Indian, though, Lebanese, but but there was the, the incident a few years ago in Ghana, this restaurant owner who, like, um, shoved a woman's head into a, like, bowl full of chili because she wasn't working fast enough, et cetera. Whoa. And, 
there have also been stories of people like going into shops and being followed and accused of stealing, etc. So um, there would be these two, like both good and bad. So one from like we see it on TV, it's super cool, we aspire to it. And two from the community here that sometimes it's ex exclusive and sometimes racist, um, we are wary of it. So yeah, I, I think that it, it's, it's a lot more complex and it would be a lot more complex from somebody who is from a higher social standing um, for anyone really. So it, then it just wasn't believable if, if this is the Lagos right. that the father is in, but these are his yeah. um, impressions yeah. of Raj. No, and the reason I asked is because like the, what you're talking about is kind of like the Indian community being very racist against like the general, I mean, larger com Nigerian community. But the way that the, her father reacted, it was very much like with condescension. Where she was like, oh, like, oh, you brought me, you know, the best you can do in Indian. And I thought that, like, so I was wondering if there was like, there was like a specific very like stereotype about the community or just about the, or if it would just have to do with it being a different community or, I mean, I, I, you're absolutely right. It's like far more complicated than either of us no and also was that's not but that wasn't clear that was the biggest thing was that what about it is is so difficult and for viewers who are watching it and have really no understanding um and i feel like you'd have to have a very specific niche understanding of both those communities specifically also in, in how they exist in nigeria if you don't have that the film doesn't really help you with any of it like it doesn't kind of like clarify what the tensions between those two communities might be um, and where each family is coming from. Because honestly, like, you couldn't, you couldn't tell. And I even had confusion from the Indian perspective because I, like, I was trying to watch it in terms of like, what, how are they going to actually talk about what this Indian mother's problem is? And they really just, just kind of like skirt over it. They don't get into it at all. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like they they pointed there was one scene which I wanted to ask you about, which is a scene between Didi and her mother, where Didi turns to her mother and says, "You of all people should know what I'm going through, because you had to fight to marry my father." And it brings up, yeah, if you wanna describe the scene, and like I just want to know what your take was on that. So again, I get, I get that, but then it, I feel like it wasn't used well. So again, yeah, there are, so this is why I wasn't also sure about, convinced about the father's opposition because the boyfriend was not Nigerian. Right. It's more common for people to want their kids to marry somebody within the same ethnic group. And so I think from this, like Didi's mother is supposed to be Yoruba and her dad is supposed to, to be evil. Um, so they're trying to say that there was some opposition to the marriage because they were from different ethnic groups. Um, and this is common um, among certain like age groups, etc. So that's believable. But then I don't really follow how that was extended to like, <laughs> to like, oh, you, you married somebody. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how that followed then from her mother's opposition to to ride. Yeah, her mother made no sense. I have to think about this a moment. Her mother didn't make a lot of sense. No, not at all. I mean, she said that I don't I want don't you to struggle why. the way you struggled in terms of fights and stuff. And I'm like, well, if you weren't fighting with her, then there wouldn't be that struggle. She wouldn't be sure. So I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't get it. Um, yeah. No, but I thought that was, uh, I thought that was interesting that, um, because that, that is something that does happen a lot where you have situations where, uh, and, I, and I don't know, maybe they just show it in movies a lot where the parents have clearly struggled and then for, they've been made it even harder for their kids to then marry someone they wanted. They, they have a similar storyline in Crazy Rich Asians as well. Um, and you see, that, mm. you see that a lot and it's kind of like, oh, the, I don't want, basically the same narrative, like I went through so much pain, I don't want you to go through the same. And you're like, well, if you were just okay with it, then this wouldn't be a painful situation at all yeah but yeah yeah um but i do want to compliment um the film on one thing where i felt that at least with the and you can speak to the nigerian characters but with the indian characters um they did a they did a fairly decent job with accents like there wasn't like any weird accents like if you're assuming 
the back kind of background that Raj and his family come from, it didn't like it didn't strike me as uncomfortable or unnatural. And I feel like that can be so distracting. It is one of the most distracting things a film can do is have like strange, messed up or completely out of place accents. And also like the the code switching with the the mother and the son constantly kind of switching between Hindi and English uh, in specific situations mm-hmm. seemed very uh, apt. And I don't know if that was the case with the, the Nigerian characters. Uh, I was highly distracted by some of them. Oh, really? Not a lot, but like her... <laughs> I was too. I was too, but I, I remember. Yeah, I was too, and I didn't know if it was just me or if, like, I didn't understand. No. Yeah. Something was going on. So Didi's best friend, and then there was this, like, rival that she had from her father's <sighs> yeah. law firm. Primo. Both of them just had these, um, I don't know, like in Ghana, you would say laf- lafa, like... Uh, this is also like a class thing though so i'm wary of reproducing it but the idea of like a locally acquired foreign accent but they had these accents that were i don't know if it was part of the character they didn't make clear if it was part of the character or if it was just like the actor doing this because this is acting right like sound something else um but otherwise everybody else like did really um, I wasn't like distracted in that way. Like everyone else was believable. Okay. I think that's, I just wanted to say like, I mean, I, I don't like, I, I understand the kind of like work and love and commitment and time that goes into like making something. And I mean, as you as a filmmaker more so, like it's, it's no joke. And I really appreciate that something like this even exists. I appreciate the, the, yeah, the thought behind it, the intention behind it. Um, I really liked that aspect, like the accent thing. I don't, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to not just say something nice, but genuinely, I really liked the fact that that wasn't something that was like distracting from uh, the storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then I feel like when stuff like that happens, then it's just, it's pointless. Here, I feel like there was so much room for improvement. And um, I think the time factor was probably really big because if they had had more time to maybe flesh things out, um, I mean, also just the dialogue was not great. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, I like the fact that I think it's a very radical thing in as much as to just kind of the characters themselves who fall in love don't really, aren't really grappling with anything except that they're super into each other, which I like that where they didn't necessarily, even if it may, may not be realistic, but they weren't really grappling with the fact that Oh, I'm with a Nigerian woman. Oh, I'm with an Indian man. Like they were like, yeah, this is, this is. And I feel like that's what, what young people are going to be like. I hope that's, that's the case. So I like the fact that there was mm. that couple on screen that I thought that was fantastic. So I like that. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, <laughs> overall, I also, we didn't talk about the music, but I also liked the music. I thought the theme song, which they brought in a couple of times was cool. Um, and overall, again, like, I'm really happy this movie exists. I feel like, um, yeah, Nollywood and Bollywood are such huge industries, and I wish that there were more crossovers, and so this was, um, encouraging as a first one. Um, yeah, and like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to, like, what the director is able to do after this, um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. So it's <laughs> yeah. So oh, and also like. Our overall is that like yeah, it's it, for what it was, it it, it was decent. Um, and it exists. Like yes. Inventive storytelling, but for what it is, it's it's decent. Yeah. Oh, and also Namaste Wahala. Is it like it translates to Hello Trouble? Correct. Yeah. 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 Which is funny because in Bengali... It's a great title. It is a great title. Yeah, I think... I feel like Namaste has just become, like, synonymous with a lot of other things like yoga and stuff like that. But, like, I liked Wahala meaning trouble because we have a Bengali word called Jhamila. And so it kind of reminded me of that, which, you know, along the same lines. But, yeah. Uh, Well, I think... Wow, I think uh, we... I think, actually, after this, we should consider maybe writing a script. I'm just going to put that out there. That's, I think, our, our film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I'm going to, like, that is my ending comment. Um, and now, as we end every episode, uh, what has been your pop culture moment for this week? 
Um, okay, so my film coaching moment this week, it's not quite a happy, it could be a happy one. It's like a joy in darkness kind of thing. So it's the silent majority Ghana. Um, so basically the last few weeks, days, there's been a lot of madness happening, um, i.e. homophobia. Um, so there's been like an LGBTQ IA plus center that's been operating in Ghana for the past three years. And they opened a center in January, I think. It's just a small building where they were hoping to get people therapy, access to medical care, etc. Um, and this center got some support from somebody in the EU, I guess some ambassador. I don't know if it was just like congratulations or funding. Um, and because of that, it was published in the newspaper that it had opened. And then because of that, the like gates for a lot of attacks by Catholic bishops, by politicians who are kind of using it as an opportunity to detract from their failings with COVID and get support. Um, a lot of people just came out and started seeing a lot of homophobic things and saying that it needed to be closed down. And so eventually the building, they sent the police to raid and shut down the building. And a lot of um, like visibly queer people have been in hiding or and have been either attacked or threatened or felt uncomfortable um and so it also kind of created this sense that the majority of Ghanaians are against queer people because they, there was this like repetition of it's against our culture it's against our laws etc anyway but to my pop culture moment the this collection of feminists called the silent majority then made a statement which they've been sending around and asking especially Ghanaians, to sign. And the last time I checked, which was a, a couple of days ago, they had about 500 signatures. I'm sure it's more. Um, and they're planning to kind of publish this in newspapers, etc. but basically just to show that actually a lot of Ghanaians are not homophobic and support queer people and are against um, kind of the religious bodies interfering in state matters and our politicians depriving people of human rights and access to therapy. Um, so yeah, I signed that and I, I'm very proud of them. Um, it's amazing. Whoever's behind this and starting it. Yeah. For, I think it's, it's cool to show that people are not behind the, the hate. That's amazing. So, yeah. That's my pop culture yeah. moment. I, I love. What's yours been? No, I love that. Uh, I love also the term, the silent majority, because it like, it actually appeals to the better nature, I think in, in all of us. And uh, it gives people a way to, to say how they really feel about something, which is usually not as bad as is assumed. Um, it's probably much better, but it gives them the space to say that without feeling like they maybe can't express themselves the correct way or they're afraid or they don't necessarily have the platform. And I think that's, that's amazing. So thanks for sharing that. And um, I'm sure you will. Yeah, and I'm sh and if you we'll we'll, sh we'll now we, we were discussing this and we will the stuff some of the stuff that we reference which are maybe things that are happening or even if it's just like some of the silly accounts that we really love to follow that are bringing joy into our lives or if it's some sort of something important or something that either one of us has written about or made we will start sharing that on our stories at least so that um, if any of you are interested in following up on any of these issues uh, you can or if you if there's something that you want to enjoy that we've also enjoyed you can um and yeah my yeah. yeah and i also in that vein uh mine my pop culture moment is also more on the serious side in the sense that i've what i've been noticing a lot is um a lot of people are now actually getting the covid vaccine um and that's been kind of interesting to see how people are talking about it how they're posting about it uh who has access and how um, I see a lot of people in who are, I, I'm pretty sure have, you know, who, I mean, they're in foreign countries, but how that's functioning. And there are a lot of conversations about which vaccine is better and the fear about how it's going to go. And also, if you're somewhere else, you're more likely to get it earlier. And you're also more likely to get one that has been better tested. There are those kind of like ideas around the different vaccines and also depending on which country produced which one. Um, and just and now, of course, uh, you know, privatization and how that's going to 
come into play about who's going to get the vaccine and again whether when it comes into uh, the private players hands whether people will be able to pick which one they get so there's a lot going on on that front and i've just been seeing a lot of that so i don't really have a comment per se but that has been what has been on my feed the most uh, that i've noticed the most this week um but it's also like on the bright side uh, as more people get uh, vaccinated the closer we move to some semblance of uh, normality which i cannot wait for and it means that you know we can get down to the business of uh, solving a lot of stuff that was exacerbated um during covid so yeah that's uh, i think that's a pretty fairly positive note to end on it it is i mean i get you the world is a mess i think i also went to the uh, march yesterday and somebody also mentioned how a lot of western countries um have enough to vaccinate themselves many times over. yeah um and other places don't have access yet so yeah um governments are trash and hopefully like we can find ways to <laughs> not be complicit in their um yeah misbehavior or to fight against it more yeah yeah um, but yeah definitely looking forward to to more people being vaccinated and protected from yeah getting sick yes okay um thanks for listening everyone um yeah tell people about us to listen to us so that um yeah we can more people can discover our podcast leave us ratings or reviews wherever you're listening and if you don't you can follow us or check our instagram out it's at common thread cast uh, yeah thank you everyone and we we absolutely love feedback we love any suggestions you might have for us um i think we're slowly uh, you i mean you could agree or disagree we'd love to hear from you but i think we've kind of hit some sort of stride we seem to have like a momentum and a rapport going which seems like really it's actually made it a lot easier for us to be less nervous about this because of all the feedback we've been getting so thank you so much for that um and yes, thank you. yeah and i'm not going to disclose the number of listeners because actually i think i can stop joking about that because i think we we do have more than 10 right yes i think that's fair i think so i think that's fair amazing. yeah thank yeah. you all okay thank you guys bye bye